Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer, and live here, flying solo right now, talking a little bit of Georgia football recruiting. Going to be real active in the YouTube chat with you guys as much as I can in here, having to having to kind of run the run the show here. I'm typically point guard, distributing out a little bit, but we're having to do do a little bit of everything tonight. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. You oh, I said I spoke a little too soon on the on the flying solo part. It looks like I'm gonna have a, a special guest here, Roddy Nimbolsi. It's 8:15 on the dot. You jumped the gun. <laughs> hey, 8:15. We go live on uh, on rumors versus facts. Uh, Roddy, how's how was the long weekend, man? Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I mean, just Georgia outperformed what I think anybody was expecting. I was worried. Don't get me wrong. I was worried that the Georgia going to lose. But you, you remember last year we were all predicting this 35-31 uh, you know, game between Georgia and Clemson, and uh, everybody had really high scores. I went back and looked at all of our uh, predictions and all the a ton of the nationwide what all the pundits were saying about Georgia Clemson, and then, you know that one ended up ten three with a defense. The only touchdown was a Chris Smith pick six. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, what if everybody's expecting this game to be like forty nine to seventeen or 31 to 20, and it's 10 3. Man, what a butt kicking by Georgia. Blew it up. And the point of this show, as you guys do every Monday, is it's recruiting. And you guys have documented so many recruits who are like, holy crap, is that Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a little bit, you know, uh, when you talk about the reaction, you don't want to read too much into it in the age of NIL right now, right? Yeah, very, very, very true. Because, very true. Because you don't want to get too uh, too high, too low in today's time because we've seen literally at the 11th hour multiple times Georgia. 11, 59, 47 seconds. Yeah, like right before Georgia seemed like they were all over it. Like, like yeah. even sources that we've had that we trust – Hey, Georgia, Georgia seems to be in good good position for this kid. It feel really good. You've heard numbers like 99% sure thrown out there. We're, we're getting him. Here's you know, kid gives you a quote. <laughs> come shoot my come, come shoot my commitment video. Yeah. All kinds of stuff that's been happening. So we want to keep that in mind as we approach this. I feel like if this was five years ago, Roddy, that the win for I don't want to throw you know water on this right off the bat uh, for for the Georgia faithful out there, but you just got to understand if this was five years ago, I think it would have been a groundswell of momentum like, like you wouldn't believe. No, I, I still think it is, but maybe you got to nuance it a little bit. No, I, I think you bring up two good points there, and I, I will, I, that'll be the last compliment I give you for the for the night because we can't we can't say too many nice things about you. Uh, your point about in the age of NIL. So let's say five years ago, there's not all this NIL stuff. And, and even the transfer portal is not, uh, you know, you can, you can transfer, but you have to sit out a year, you know, and you didn't have that automatic one-year deal. Remember, uh, you know, guys transferred and then they had to sit out. So they did it within conference. Sometimes you had to sit out two years. So uh, that was a big deal. So the transfer portal changes things as does NIL. But to your point, if this had happened five years ago, uh, you had the negative recruiting, and we see this about Georgia all the time, is it's RBU, which is great to have be running back university when you're trying to get Branson Robinson, when you're trying to get Andrew Paul, where you're trying to get uh, uh, in, you know any of these other guys to come in. 
Del McGee's here. Del McGee, who put, you know, all these guys in the league. You, you're very excited about that. Uh, but it works against you as wide receiver you because you're not known for that. So a top flight wide receiver, a Luther Burden's like, are you going to use me a whole lot? You had George Pickens, you didn't use him. And again, you explain, well, George Pickens was hurt. He's like, well, what is he doing to get hurt? I heard he's blocking. I don't want to block. <laughs> so you have negative recruiting. And now you have an IL, so you have multiple issues. Well, what Georgia did on Saturday, and now don't get me wrong, this wasn't based strictly on, hey, we need to throw the ball a lot to get wide receiver recruits. Oregon's strength is their inside linebackers. They're good against the run. They're terrible on the perimeter. Todd Munkin's going to take what you give him, and he's going to toast you. Now, if all of a sudden they face a team with great cornerbacks, great safeties, it may turn back into running back you, like on the Arkansas game last year when they ran it all the time. You know, Arkansas couldn't stop the run. You got within the uh, – they got in the red zone, and they put three guys on the line of scrimmage. And George's like, well, of course we're going to run it. Point, but point being – you at least, of all the variables when it comes to recruiting, people say, well, are you going to get this kid? Are we going to get this kid? What about that kid? One of the variables was that negative recruiting. Yeah. And if you can take that off the board and say, look, we had a, a quarterback who threw for, you know, 300-something yards and three had three touchdowns. And, you know, so that helps you with your quarterback recruiting. Plus, it helps you with your wide receiver recruiting. So I'm just saying that you're right with the NIL thing, but – you, you can point to some – you can kill the negative recruiting too. Now you're just on an NIL footing, which is why I can tell you folks right now that Kirby probably tonight is more concerned about being sure that the Classic City Collective is well-funded yeah. more so than he's worried about Sanford. Absolutely. Now, when it came down to it, though, we were in that uh, press conference and we were videoing it and he made some specific comments about – about uh you know the performance and and even spoke a little bit a uh, little recruiting pitch in there but before we get to that uh roddy i'd be remiss if i didn't think the sponsors on here auto owners insurance and turner woodensmith insurance in cooperation with each other guys listen georgia played complimentary football on saturday the offense the defense the special teams it all worked together well that's the same thing you get with turner wood and smith insurance as a insurance agency and they work with auto owners to give you some of the best policies and coverage that you can have that are tailored to you, life, home, car, business. I can speak from experience because uh, I'm, I'm a customer of theirs. I use both. I Turner Wooden Smith, <laughs> my wife's insurance, my, uh, my wife's uh, windshield. It got a big crack in it uh, last week. Called them up, able to get it fixed. Uh, Trey Wood over there at Turner Wooden Smith. Uh, those guys are going to take care of you. Their headquarters located in Gainesville, Georgia, so not too far from Athens up there uh, in, in northeast uh, Georgia. But Auto Owners has been around for over 100 years. So has Turner Wooden Smith, a great combo. So make sure you check those guys out today. I'll make sure when we get this out later. I was kind of running running a little late, Roddy, here on uh, Labor Day. We'll put their uh, links Flatter. in the description and everything. But, uh, guys, back to the recruiting part of things. Kirby Smart in that press conference, Roddy, he came out and said, somebody asked him the question, you know, was this kind of intentional slinging, <laughs> slinging it around? That was basically the gist of the question. Is this kind of pointed at, at, at skill, skill players that you're recruiting, stuff like that? And he very bluntly answered, you know, if I'm a skill kid looking at, at Georgia, who, who doesn't want to play in this offense? He goes, we threw it for 37 times, 368 yards, listed off all the stats. 
So I think there was, you know, to your point, I know that Munkin and Kirby are always going to take what they give them, but once they get that yeah. result, they're going to hammer it home and they're going to use it as good PR. No, absolutely. I, I made the joke on their watch along show uh, where we sit there with Coach Don and we watch the game as it happens. We have a camera on us. We can watch it on the same uh, channel here. And I said, Coach, you know what Matt Goblin's doing right now? And he's like, what? He's hitting up every recruit that Georgia is going after, every wide receiver recruit. And he's talking to him about, hey, we're throwing the ball over the place. We scored – we had seven drives, seven touchdowns. That's seven guys who have highlight reels, have you know have catches. And uh, he or somebody else, or maybe it was in the comments, said, yeah, but they're all to – it's all to a running back, you know, or it's to a tight end. And I'm like, well, how, again – that's because they want to get take what the teams were giving them, and the teams were giving them, you know, we, we can cover everybody, and we got, we got to be worried about Stetson, but we're going to double up Brock. We're going to take him away. We're going to you know, keep an eye on A.D. Mitchell. we got to have somebody on, you know, uh, Lad McConkey. So they really didn't have somebody to stop. And the, that didn't work out too good on Lad McConkey either. <laughs> no, it didn't. But the point being, uh, so you had, what was it, nine throws to uh, Kenny McIntosh, 117 yards or so? Man, uh, it was a, it was an unbelievable performance by Kenny but, for sure. People said, "Well, you know that that would go against him. That would hurt him with a wide receiver." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Aren't you in sales, people? Don't you know anything? You know the folks at Auto Owners Insurance would know how to spin this." Like, hey, <laughs> we had to throw it nine times to Kenny McIntosh because we don't have an alpha dog receiver like you. Now, if you want to come be at Georgia, those that's nine passes we could have thrown to you. You know, talk about the fact that you know the other guys were covered or something like that. You just say. Those things are available. But point being, uh, yes, they're if they have to run it. So say it's against Sanford, they had to run it ninety percent of the time. That day, you know, that Saturday night, Matt Godwin, uh, all the folks in the recruiting office, David Cooper, uh, Neil Raper, all those guys, Gummy, Van Gorder, they are going to hit up every running back and go see how much we run the ball. Hey, yeah. offensive lineman, see how much we run it. You like firing off the ball, hitting somebody in the mouth, come be here. It does inline tight ends, you know. Hey, we need you for this. Come on, come be a part of this. So that's a, and then you know, the next week against South Carolina, if they chuck it all over the yard, they go to every wide receiver. So you sell what you got and what you can do. And then if you lose a game, you call up all these kids and you go, We wouldn't have lost that game if you had been here. So, so yes, they have a fantastic little bow on that win that they can fire into the recruiting cycle for this week and say, Look, we got uh, defensively. So we have the SEC co-defensive player of the week. He's a, yeah. he's a fifth-year senior. We need a safety, you know. Hey, Caleb Downs. I mean, and and you got to also think that what Georgia has done, not only last year, but let, now look at on offense, right? Three, you're leading your top three receivers in terms of receptions last year, all either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen, Lad McConkey, Brock Bowers, A.D. Mitchell – now you turn to this year, and Malachi Starks leads the team in snap count, which uh, Trent Smallwood put out on the website, and you're going to you know, get that kind of stuff. So great coverage all around this weekend. But, man, Malachi Starks, a true freshman from Jefferson, Georgia, right down the road, gets the uh, lead in snap count and also makes a pick that is unbelievable and really kind of introduces himself to the nation. So Kirby Smart always says, has the old adage, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And yeah. that's what seems to Georgia lives by that. And uh, it, 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 and Michael Williams started <laughs> as a true yeah. I mean, it, it, there certainly seems like those are some things that, that 
the recruiting staff is going to be pointing out as well as we go forward. Well, not only that, they'll also point out to the guys, uh, they'll say, look, uh, Robert Beal played a lot. You know, William Poole played this many plays. Chris Smith played this many plays. Uh, if Even if you get here and you're not the guy right off the bat. Yeah. This many years into it, you, you'll still get, hey, Xavier Truss is out there. Xavier Truss has been here a while. You know, he'll get it. You'll get in. Uh, but you're <laughs> How right long has Stetson Bennett been on campus? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, one of the first things I wrote about Stetson Bennett, uh, somebody clipped it. Somebody in his family sent it to me, and it was from a practice report. And nobody knew who the hell he was. And I wrote about Stetson Bennett because uh, he just looked good in practice. You know, kind of a here's somebody else we saw. The guy he was throwing over was Robert Beal. So Robert Beal's been here a while too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The point being, you mentioned those freshmen. You know, it's like um, if you're young, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Michael Williams gets a start, played played the most snaps on the defensive line of anybody. But I also want to point out, you don't. It's also a size thing. So, what has he said multiple times about Javon Bullard? Javon Bullard is just an. Uh, he's, he, Kirby's mentioned two or three times that he's not as big as the other guys, and he keeps saying we need him to play big because he's going up against some big receivers. But everybody on the team has said he's the toughest guy on the team. Now, remember, you guys know I think the toughest football players in the, in the state come from Peach County. You got Kyrus Jackson, slot guy, from one of them. No doubt. He runs up opposite of him every week, Javon Bullard. They bang each other. It's like taking two hammers and wanging them together. You know, something's got to give. Uh, that kid plays lights out, and he got the start over William Poole. So, yeah. point being, that's a – if you are – when you're a lad McConkie and you don't have all the stars, you know, when you're Dylan Bell and you don't have all the stars, if you're a little undersized or you're young or you didn't blow up in your first two, three years, Kirby's going to say, look, if you come here and bust your ass during practice and you're the toughest guy, you're the smartest guy, you're A.D. Mitchell and Brock Bowers blocking downfield for lad McConkie, mugging guys, just absolutely mauling people. I'm going to put you in the game You're, and you'll be a star. And I mean, you'll get to play. And I think that that sincerity and those examples are just a great sales pitch when Kirby goes and sits down in somebody's room and says, or somebody's house and says, look, okay, wide receiver, you may not be the biggest guy, you know, CJ Smith, you know, Cole Spear, whoever I want you, you know, or Hey, Dylan Bell, you may not be the highest ranked guy out there, but we believe in you, you know? Uh, and I think that you, that helps you get Monroe Freeling. You know, I think that that just our best guys are going to play. We're not going to play favorites. And when the guys come on visits and the upperclassmen, the guys that are hosting you say, hey, if you can win the job, it's yours. But you got to yeah. beat all of us out to get it. Yeah, I, I mean, the competition, is huge. the competition is huge. And it's just part of the program now, it seems like. Um, wanted to say hello to, to Randy Payne out there, Marlon Green, uh, Rail, Sipsy, all you guys watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Hit a, hit a like, subscribe if you don't already. Guys, the channel, by the way, this this weekend, you guys are doing work out there. I mean, the channel's growing this weekend, uh, doing doing some stuff. So appreciate it. If you don't already, this is uh, this channel because of you guys has grown into the premier UGA. Um, channel out there on YouTube. So help us keep growing. Uh, we appreciate it so much. So hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you can hear Coach Don and give all his insights uh, when they go live every week, him and Roddy and Dane. And then you got the call-in show, Paul, Ben, all those guys uh, putting in work. Trent and Jed usually with me here on Monday night. So uh, we've got a lot of great content coming out each week. 
And uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. This is UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Auto Owners and Turner Woodensmith. We're going to be talking questions on recruiting from the UGA Sports Vault here in just a second. But, Roddy, you were with Coach Don and you got to, uh, you know, get more insight maybe than I did. I was just looking through a camera the whole time trying to make sure I stay focused on stuff. Uh, Scuffletown Dog wants to know from us uh, on the game this past weekend. Um, are we that good or is Oregon that bad? So, he, so maybe you have some insight on that, uh, on that for everybody. Uh, let's, uh, let's be fair. The first thing Kirby Smart said today when he was when he in his opening statement, he said, look, when you go back and look at the film, you have the old coaches adage, things are never as bad as they seem. They're never as good as they seem. Okay. And he said that there were a few plays that they caught, they actually labeled them WTF. You know, so there's some WT play, WTF plays out there. I uh, remember Georgia's uh, running backs and wide receivers. Th- at some point, Oregon lost – Oregon missed 20 tackles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Georgia, Georgia made a lot of open field tackles. They missed a few. They missed a few blocks. So, so there were a lot of missed assignments on Georgia's part. Uh, but also, Oregon played poorly. They did not play – they did not – they made a lot of mistakes. Okay. And when you're outgunned from the get-go, you can't make mistakes. Yeah. But you, you can't you can't do that. Think about it. They've turned it over on their second, third drives and with interceptions. Now, if you want to give a team like Georgia and its high-powered offense two extra tries and take away two of yours, I mean, it's 21 nothing before anything happens. So, uh, and at that point, they realize it. But I do want to point out, and I go back to that video of uh, uh, Lad McConkey's first touchdown. If you watch A.D. Mitchell, absolutely mug. It looked like a, a, a beat down. It looked like a, a high school fight. He's in the uh, end zone, taking on, I guess, a cornerback, nickel, whoever. And he's just pummeling the guy. And he, then he drives him out of the field of view. And you see uh, Brock Bowers lock up with an, an outside linebacker or something like that and drives him off the field of view. It looked like uh, Michael Orr in the, uh, uh, the blindside. blindside movie, taking him to the bus, you know, just – it was brutal. And Lad McConkey comes running around there, like, you know, yeah, all 113 pounds of him. And it looked like two older brothers, you know, beating up everybody so their kid can make it to lunch okay. Their kid brother could get there. But point being, Georgia was that physical all the way. You know, you throw it out there to Darnell Washington, he leaps a guy. Uh, it was just outclassed. And I'm not trying to be mean to Oregon. They're, they're good guys. And Sewell and uh, Flo are badasses. But yeah. – Across the board, it was uh, it was like Georgia versus uh, uh, Michigan last year. Just so much more physical. It I was mean, a slaughtering. I mean, it was in every account. It's of the brutal. World. And he, those guys gave up. They're like, damn, I, this hurts. I put a tweet out during the game. I said, this game should be rated MA for mature, mature audiences only because Thank the you. See, was- So you, you see my point. So I'm trying to answer this question. Yes, uh, Georgia was really good. They're not. They won't win every game, forty-nine to three. Uh, Oregon played worse. Oregon won't lose every game by only scoring three points. But the real discrepancy was just in how nasty Georgia was ready to hit somebody. They came into that game as pissed off as they were when they played Michigan after losing Alabama, and they just wanted to knock the stuffing out of somebody, and they did. Shannon Sipsy on YouTube say, could you imagine Downs and Starks in the in the back? Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be crazy right now. Uh, Caleb Downs headed but, but to David Daniel too. David Daniel back there. I mean, they've got lots of young guys uh, that that are you know that are Hit doing him. doing great stuff out there. 
But Caleb Downs, he was in attendance, Roddy. Him and yeah. Justice Haynes, both in attendance. We we broke so what that. What does that down. mean? Tell people yeah, what we, it means. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, it, it, you know, it's coming. Well, we broke that news on, on Thursday. Uh, we heard early, early Thursday and, and said, hey, be on alert for some guys committed elsewhere. And then once we got confirmation on uh, Haynes, we went ahead and put it out on the vault. And here's what it means. It means that at the very least, they're open to still being around the Georgia program, seeing seeing what Georgia has to offer. And I can't help but think if you're in that kind of environment and you have all that red around you and you see a number now a high school a high school player as intelligent as both of those are, they're probably going to see, okay, this team's three, this team's 11 ought to be a pretty good game. That's kind of why I'm going. And then number three just absolutely takes 11 to the woodshed has to have a little bit of a, okay, okay, let's, let's see what's going on here. Um, so two in-state guys. And uh, we, we really. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's look at this. What, what, Uncle Lucen's a five dollar super chat. Listen to me, Dick Nucky or whatever is not going to make that Clemson is bad. I, uh, I'm we're not even watching what's going on with Clemson right now. I don't even know. Yeah, why am I doing this show? I should be watching Clemson kill Tech. Uh, Uncle Uncle Lou, we appreciate the super chat, man. That's much appreciated. Wait, that's the Uncle Lou. That's the Uncle Lou, man. That we we're we're uh, graced here with YouTube royalty, Roddy tonight. That's, that's big time. I, I, He's rich too, so that's good. I appreciate that. I can I can use the money get a new yeah. shirt. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Luke. Uh, Absolutely. I, I do want to mention though. Uh, think about this: if you're Caleb Downs, what did you see Chris Smith do? Oh yeah, SEC I'm, Player of the Week interceptions. Chris had that one. Uh, the bad tackle gives him 15 yards. He comes back on the next play. You know, make, makes a huge play to make up for it. Uh, if you are uh, Justice Haynes, you watched Kenny McIntosh go off McIntosh, you know, catching all those passes out of the backfield, scoring touchdowns, you know, running the ball. You're like, that could be me. Like I could be doing that at my dad's alma mater with that offense. Todd Munkin's still going to be there. You know, well, talking about, talking about Chris Smith, who, who, what else did you see? Jim Nagy is a guy that you guys need to follow on Twitter. Cause Jim Nagy is the guy who runs the senior bowl. Okay. He, he, he's over it. And he's a Jim good Nagy, friend of UGA sports too. And if Jim Nagy is, talking about you on Twitter and singing your praises. That means that that afternoon he has had conversations with NFL executives saying, whoa, I want that guy on our team. And guess who he was talking up? Chris Smith. And he was saying how, how much of a, how much of a ball player Chris Smith was in the closing speed and the decision-making and, and on and on. Don't be surprised if you see Chris Smith become a very productive NFL player is, is what we're saying. And he, he, you know, he he bought his time and and you know played his role, and then now became a superstar these last two years for Georgia. So we'll see that that's that's a recruiting pitch all in his own. But Roddy, we got uh, we got some questions here. We'll go ahead and, and get through them here on the on the vault. Get some things going. Um, Andy Stowe says, "What are the big time wide receivers saying? Any uh, any possible way to swing?" Uh, Hakeem Williams, or is that ship sailed? And then Roddy, I've got this thing. I'm a I'm a big wrestling fan, so we've got some uh, regular viewers that always give me a wrestling <laughs> some wrestling stuff on here. So he asked me if you if you hadn't watched the A and E biography on Lex Luger, need to. It's great. Hey, listen, man, Lex Luger's turned his life around. Uh, 
even through rough circumstances, his faith, all that kind of stuff, highly respect him. So that's great. But in terms of the wide receivers, you know, talk to some guys here and there. We're going to be putting out stories all throughout the week as we collect more and more. Like we said, it is a little bit of a mixed bag, Roddy, because a lot of the damage was done by tight ends and backs. So, yeah, but you do have to say, hey, A.D. Mitchell, look what he did in the national championship game last year, had some big plays this week. Look how we used Ladd McConkey. You know that's got to be the pitch. So, and here's the crazy thing. With all the Anthony Edwards – or Anthony Edwards. He played basketball. Anthony, <laughs> Evans, Anthony Evans stuff that, that have went down with the last-minute change of heart going to, to Oklahoma – he was saying all of these things to us, to co- to the coaches at, at Georgia about how much he liked the the Georgia offense and how they do it. So I think the messaging is consistent. I don't think you're going to see that big a change, but I think guys like Hakeem Williams and Tyler Williams and even Anthony Evans, who I don't, it's by no means over with, and we never once reported that it was over with here. Uh, said, you know, I think they're going to perk up and and take note, even though some of the damage was done by other positions, Roddy. Yeah, you, you say, look, we threw it 37 times. There's 37 uh, targets out there. How many of those do you want? Come exactly. Get, you know, against the number 11 team. Now, what's it going to be like when we have when we go up against the Samford? We go up against the Kent State. We go up against the South Carolina. It's not to say South Carolina's Kent State, but, you know, they're not, they're not good right now. Point being, uh, you, you don't have to – you can – Gloss over the fact that, yeah, we threw them all to a tight end or we threw them to a, uh, you know, a running back. Look, we had 37 balls in the air. We only ran it 25 times. And we pulled the starters by the middle of the third quarter against, you know, a top 11, a top 10 team. So uh, that's going to look good. So the kids are talking about it, but they're not going to come and go, wow, hey, I changed my mind based on that one game right there. But that, at least, again, it wasn't a situation where you went to play Clemson, you couldn't score anything. You know, you threw the ball a million times, all those short little passes that Georgia did, you know, because they weren't going to let the defense get to them. Uh, but you can say, look, you know, we had guys run down the field. I mean, there were so many plays over 20 yards, long plays. So I'm looking down the receiving thing, and when you look for the long – uh, Kenny McIntosh, 38 yards. Ladd McConkey, 25. A.D. Mitchell, 27 yards. Kiers Jackson, 23. Uh, Dejan Edwards, 21. Brock Bowers, 29 yards. Darnell Washington, 25 yards. Kendall Milton, 18 yards. Marcus Roseman Jackson, 12 yards. Point being, yeah. you're throwing long passes. Oh, remember, your quarterback has a pop gun arm, so he can't quite throw it that far. So maybe you're throwing it, you know, eight, and they're getting 29. But I can't. We're, we're talking about recruiting. We're talking about Georgia. And in our comment section, it is a – this is the weirdest thing. They're praising Georgia Tech and they're chiding Clemson about how much they suck over here. It's 0-0 at the end of the first quarter and Georgia Tech was laying 23 points in that one. So it was was interesting. I'm going to turn on my phone here and see this game. No doubt. doubt. We're going to start rolling through these questions. Excuse me, folks. We're going to get on to the game. No, uh, PA Dog 610 said, did Saturday's beat down order turn hands to any of the class of 2023 and 2024 kids? I will say this. I know they've been working really hard to flip uh, Roderick Robinson out of of California. And the atmosphere, the national stage, his dad just so happened to be talking on Twitter today, talking about, you know, hey, recruits also care about um, the atmosphere, make sure the stands are full, stuff like that. So, you know, the atmosphere uh, in in Georgia when he comes on his official visit is probably going to be a little bit better than that out at UCLA, um, things going on. 
that's a guy that I would uh, keep an eye on because even though he's a bigger back, they like he likes to his team uses him to catch the ball at the backfield. You know that Kenny McIntosh targets had to do something for him. Um, in the class of 2024, guys, listen. Uh, Sa- Sammy Brown was at Ohio at Ohio State uh, watching that that Notre Dame game, but I talked to him and he said he was just looking forward to seeing how Georgia. I talked to him on Friday before he went up there. He said he was just looking forward to seeing how Georgia followed up last year's success and things like that. I think that would you know obviously he's going to have one eye back on that in his home state. So seeing that result, but nobody that nobody that's really popping out new right now. Julian saying. Uh, was impressed. We'll have a question coming on him here in just a minute, so I won't go too far into that. But even down to the 2026, Roddy, I talked to Julian uh, Julian Lewis from Carrollton today and, or yesterday, and he was he was like, "Listen, all the quarterbacks that go in and meet with Todd Munkin, we know what's in the playbook. We know how deep it is." He explains it. He goes, "But this is the first time," and he he's been to several Georgia games, even in seventh and eighth grade. He's been to Georgia games, and now he's a freshman. He's starting for Carrollton. He said, "This is the first time I've seen him have that the athletes in the in the right spots all at the same time, healthy." to be able to put it all together. I thought that was great insight by a freshman in high school <laughs> to, yeah. to, to notice that, but, but uh, guys are paying attention to what's going on in terms of the, the productivity as a whole. Yeah, he, he's a bright kid, especially being so young. Uh, Jed had the story from Michael Welch, the uh, uh, yep. 2024 running back, you know, is the 112 in the nation. Uh, where's he out of? Baldwin. Uh, Baldwin. Okay. Uh, he watched Kenny McIntosh go off. You know, that's a guy Georgia wants. So Michael Welch was like, and he was there. He's like, man, so he saw the atmosphere. He saw that beat down. He's like, I can beat, I can beat Kenny McIntosh, be the leading receiver or the guy they feed. So I think that's strong for him. And I think you'd have, have, like okay. have to think they had Javon Bullard get in touch with him after that game, a Baldwin guy. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. So Bullard's like, hey, look at me. I'm all right here. Uh, I think don't discount Nike Carr being there. You know, yeah. Nakar is one of the top wide receivers in the class. He's committed to Georgia. Want to keep him committed? Show him how you're going to feed him. You know, and he loved it. So uh, we had a story on the front page from Jed also for about Nakar. I'm like, okay. So, you know, when the, especially when guys commit early like that. And I, I, I apologize to people who have heard me tell the story a thousand times. But for those of you that haven't, bear with me. You know, for those of you who have, bear with me. For those of you that haven't, pay attention. Uh, Rodney Garner the great uh, defensive line coach, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn, everywhere he's been. He explained it to me one time. He said, look, when a kid's uncommitted, he goes to Clemson, he goes to Georgia, goes to Alabama, goes to FSU. Everybody loves him. They're just loving on you, loving on you, loving on you, uh, saying all these great things about you. When a kid commits somewhere, that's when the gloves come off. Oh, yeah. And that's when the negative recruiting starts. Hey, man, come come visit us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know you're committed to Clemson. Come come see us. And then when you're there, you're like, yeah, you know, uh, that Clemson coach, he might be a little alcoholic. I'm not saying he's alcoholic, but he might, you know, just – and you do the, the negative recruit because you don't know who to attack before the kid commits. So let's say the kid's uncommitted and you start negative recruiting everybody, they're just going to think you're a hater. You know, they just think you're just a uh, – you're just – you hate everybody. You're trying to put them down. So you don't know who to go after until the kid gives a top three or commits to somebody. Once he commits, you go back through your all. Your, it's like a, a political campaign. You got all this dirt on every school that you dump on the kid, you know, subtly, but he gets it from all sides, you know. And or the kid says, "I committed to this school because they have the you know this number of wide receivers in the NFL," 
And then yeah. you start sending them all the stuff that your wide receivers in the NFL are doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, that, but again, with a kid like Nike Hart being there. And Pierce Sperlin. Pierce Sperlin was Pierce there. Sperlin, yeah. In town, I mean, he's been a, he's been committed to Georgia forever. I wanted to make a point on Lawson Lucky because, like you said, Lawson Lucky's a guy that Georgia had to fight off some negative recruiting. Some they're like, look at how many tight ends they have. You know, you know they've got Pierce Sperlin in your class, but Georgia using those, I mean, three tight ends to the, you know in the game this yeah. time. That's just more things for Todd Hartley to say, hey, it doesn't matter, man. We're going to find a way to use you. Look how this goes. So, you know, that's a, that's another thing to, to keep on uh, keep in mind there. I said before uh, that we were talking about Julian saying uh, DGD1994 uh, has the staff, UJ Sports, talking about us, spoken with saying Jed did speak with Julian saying He said that the, the, um, the staff is constantly in touch with him. He's very impressed, you know, with, with what Georgia – has been doing in terms of the the offense and you know I don't know about an October commitment it was it, it maybe looked like initially it was going to be all the way back in August but things have kind of bled on and I think that when you got two really talented quarterbacks that are kind of uh, still not committed anywhere in in uh, Jaden Davis and Julian Sayan it's it's kind of wise for them to to be prudent about this and go out and get all their visits in. I think Roddy. So, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he'll rush it too much. But quarterbacks, I know there is a accelerated timeline sometimes because they want to build that class around them. But I think, I think they kind of want to want to wait a little bit and, and see some of the options that they have. I think Arch Manning may have changed that for some people actually taking his time with his commitment. They may say, well, if Arch can do that. Then I can I can I can wait it out a little bit and see what goes on. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. What are your thoughts on Julian saying big quarterback prospect out of California? I mean, I know that had to be impressive to him, especially with uh, Jed's uh, story earlier today. It was, and then you you turn to him and say, "Hey, uh, we had a quarterback in California. Everybody in the world said we should play him. He, he, you know, he's a star. He's one of the top players in the you know top guys in his recruiting class." We stuck with a former walk-on, you know, and people say we were stupid. Well, that kid won it for us, and look at how we've developed him. Nobody gave him a rat's chance, and, you know, then he was the Walter Camp Offensive Player of the Week. Okay, we got Mike Bobo here. We got Todd Monk in here. We got Buster Faulkner here, you know. We got 32 years of offensive coordinators on staff. Yeah. 32 years worth of combined experience. I don't know how many years as, as head coaches they have, but I look, you see, if, if, if we're in a situation where we need to throw it, we're going to throw it all over the place. Yeah. We're going to take what they give us. And you, you see these uh, throws in these tight windows, and these fun plays when you got, you know, uh, trips on the left and an isolated wide receiver on the right. And that gives us AD Mitchell one-on-one. That's your throw. That's the throw that you got to make that back shoulder that AD hauled in, you know, this great throw. Hit that in practice with us, you know, or we'll roll you out, you know, or, or you throw. Hey, if they double them up, you know, we're going to go to uh, Lad McConkey behind those two big tight ends and see what he can do. You know, you just you say, look, it's a fun offense to play in, and we're going to build it around you. Look what's happened when we're able to. If we can do it with a walk, former walk-on, what can we do with you? Well, even to add to your point, where do most of the throws typically go with Stetson Bennett and even dating back to, to Jake Fromm? They're shorter guys, right? They throw out to the sides a lot more. It's not as easy to see over the middle. Carson Beck came in, 
and was ripping the thing right over the middle of the field. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. The offense can adapt and change based on who the quarterback is, and I think that just shows kudos to, to Munkin and, and the staff on how they do that. Boy Racer 45 wants to know any concern with Tyler Williams before his commitment later this month. Uh, he was at Miami game on Saturday and reportedly is considering returning for an official visit. Listen, here's the thing. In this day and age, you can never say never. Okay, you can you can never say that something's locked up, things like that, because things can turn it, you know, on a dime. And and Miami was very very impressive, albeit against a, an FCS opponent, I believe, hung seventy points. But that performance was not any more impressive than what Georgia did. So if you're just comparing box scores and things like that, uh, you know, I don't think that there's much. <clears throat> concern there Tyler Williams has been a priority target for Georgia for a long time uh you know Brian McClendon especially after the I mean all reports that we got is that uh, that it did not set well with uh, the 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 staff in terms of they put so much in in terms of getting after Anthony Evans uh and then he he goes last minute so I think Tyler Williams is getting the full focus of Georgia's recruiting efforts and I would uh, I would be I would still call Georgia the the favorite and probably predominant, uh, you know, prohibitively so there for that one. But Roddy, you never want to count anybody out, and especially, no, no. Uh, especially. I mean, <laughs> this will sound wrong. I, I, don't, I don't don't take this the way that it's going to sound, but I don't trust FSU in recruiting. Okay, not that <laughs> they would do something untoward. It's just sometimes yeah. I've seen kids just fall in love with that FSU. Just I don't say out of the blue, you know, because he's been recruited by him forever, but just. Certain teams, you just – well, like Alabama, like Georgia. Yeah. I mean – Well, and Miami's not been shy about throwing around NIL. They got, they've got some very, 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 very well-funded uh, boosters down there. Absolutely. No, absolutely. But I'm just saying, you know, what did, wasn't he supposed to go to the uh, FSU-LSU game? Uh, that was uh, – that was uh, Hakeem Williams. Oh. You're talking about this is Tyler Williams. you got too Tyler. many Williams running around. Yeah, this is Tyler Wynn. Both of them from Florida, both of them last name Williams. We got we got too much yeah, too many similarities going uh, on. No, uh, and Miami is come on now. Uh they were able to <laughs> they were able to pull a player off Georgia's team. Yeah. Okay? Tyreek Stevenson. Stevenson. This is a kid who loved George, raved about George. And then when he put his you know, you're not allowed to talk to him before their name goes in the portal, but Supposedly. <laughs> people who could set some deal up for you can reach out to other people in your family, you know, and say, hey, well, you know, whenever if he were to come here, we'd have something set for him, you know. But again, this isn't the university. They can't do this. So it is tough with uh, uh, going up against Miami with that. With The pressure to play at Miami is yeah, – and to bring them back is gigantic. So yeah. I'm a big – Miami's, Miami's – uh, Dangerous, very, very yeah. dangerous. Miami's dangerous, and also uh, I'm looking forward to that Miami Texas A&M game in a, in a few weeks uh, uh, over there because Texas oh, A&M, yeah, yeah, I don't like absolutely that. hot garbage against us, <laughs> Sam Houston State. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how everything turns out. Um, what was Justice's reaction? How uh, KMAC was used? I've not talked to Justice directly. We've gotten you know r- reports. Uh, Julian Lewis was sitting beside. Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs sitting right beside him. And I was like, well, how really? was that? 
I was like, how was that going during the game and things like that? He said, well, let me just say this. When Georgia was ripping off uh, big gains, he said there was a lot of a uh, lot of cheering coming from the the Gwinnett County contingent right there around him. So it was uh <laughs> it was interesting to, to interesting to hear that. Uh, I'm sure we'll get in touch with with Justice later. I hadn't hadn't been able to get in touch with him this uh, this weekend yet about that Labor Day and all. You know, he's out. I'm, he's I'm out. not I'm not yeah. holding my breath on Justice Haynes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't hold your breath either. But hey, crazier things have happened, and you know, Dell's not going to stop until until it's over with Elko Dog. But he's doing his best to recruit Justice Haynes. He says Malachi starts Kenny McIntosh. This could be you, Caleb and Justice. So, Kevin, <laughs> Justice, if you're watching, Elko Dog is recruiting over here. He's 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 uh, he's coming after you for sure. Um, all right. See, C Buck Eleven said, "Who are UGA's top OL prospects class 2024?" Well, funny you ask. I'm going to watch one this Friday night. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Calhoun, who plays. We for found Sam- your burner account, man. Don't lie. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Dan- Daniel Calhoun. You've seen him in person. I mean, just he is what SEC offensive tackles look like, Roddy. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's that prototypical size. Cam Pringle, another big, big offensive lineman that they're after uh, as well. So, so those two guys in state, uh, uh, or not Cam Pringle's not in state, but those two guys are two guys that they're they're really heavily after to to kind of um, bring into this class. They got Walt Claire Flynn at Grayson that they've been on since he was a freshman uh, over there. So, and he plays interior offensive line. You know, uh, they've got. They've got some guys, uh, a former teammate of his and Griffin Scroggs already on the team. They were a guard-center combo right beside each other. So, again, connections, Roddy, you'd think they'd have to be using Griffin Scroggs to try to get after him. But those are the those are three that, that come right off the bat. But Daniel Calhoun is the one that you can circle and put in bold because highlight everything you want to do because that's the guy that, that they're going to be going after, uh, you know, hot and heavy. So, I'll have uh, footage of him on UGA Sports after Friday night. So, Everybody, make sure to 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 be a member of UGA Sports, uh, and 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 you'll get all this kind of insight over here. Um, we got time for just one or two things on. Uh, hey, Darius Senior over here, go dogs! Uh, tuning in, Darius, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. I saw saw nineteen out there, man, on the field. He looked like his arms were, you know, he had a ten yard wingspan. It was unbelievable how how long that kid's arms are. So you know, it's crazy. Uh, crazy to see some of these guys filling out uniforms. But, Roddy, uh, anything that you wanted before we go here, uh, you know, tell people about that, what's coming up on the side or what we got uh, covering throughout the week now that we're in the season? No, I looked on Saturday. We had like 12 different content items and then five more yesterday. And then today uh, the front page can't hold everything. So if you're not a member of UGAsports.com, I don't know why. I mean, it's – 27 cents a day for the year and nobody's putting out as much content as we are. Nobody breaks as much news as we do. I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back, but I'm just saying check out ujsports.com and uh, really appreciate everybody who's uh, subscribed to this channel. We've had uh, in the last 30, well, the last 28 days, we've had 981 new subscribers Uh, Look for the month. That's a thousand subscribers in the month. So uh, at that pace, uh, it just means a lot to us because it helps us when you have auto owners insurance and, you know, Turner Wood and Smith insurance uh, come on a sponsor show. We're like, Hey, we're getting the word out. So that allows us to do more shows. I'm trying to act. We actually we're working on more shows for you people. Again, it's all free. So, uh, but by, you, when, you you the, when you subscribe to us, 
we're able to go out to go to these sponsors and say, look, we have this audience. And when you watch, we're able to point to the numbers. So it means a lot to us. And if you hit that like button or you hit the share, it makes uh, the algorithm suggest this episode, the show more to other people. So you support us, our, our readers support, I mean, our uh, advertisers support us. And that lets us do more. So that's the whole point of it. I'm not going to make any money on it. I just want guys to be, to, to create more content because that is my, that's what I love about the job is bringing more content to the folks. Content is king. And we uh, did want to give a shout out right here uh, before we go presented by auto owners insurance and Turner Woodensmith in cooperation with another Turner Woodensmith, great insurance agency. They give you the best customer service been around for over a hundred years, Trey Wood and those guys over there. You can literally, you be able to call them up. They're going to get you taken care of in a hurry and they have great policy, um, policy providers like auto owners insurance who uh, does life home car business so make sure that you are uh, you know hitting up auto owners insurance turner wood and smith if you want tried true tested insurance um, and i can speak from experience they're absolutely great so roddy i appreciate you uh joining me pinch hitting for uh, uh trent and jed now you can give them uh, crap about how your back's hurting because you had to carry uh <laughs> tonight so uh you know get get it all going there uh, but you guys you guys on the recruiting trail do a damn good job and, and we got people c- c- uh, checking in from plano texas absolutely wow. absolutely uh i, I we, uh, we got a couple we got one more question here uh john says can we flip owen since louisville got destroyed this weekend they listen when people get beat like a drum heck there may be some clemson uh recruits jumping ship after this performance against tech who knows uh it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy uh what's going on out there but for roddy nabolsi i am blaine gilmer we'll catch you guys next time on uga sports rumors versus facts